This is War Room Moments, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and most relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. War Room Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board. Here's your host, Jason Miller. Hey, welcome to today's episode of War Room Moments. I'm your podcast host, Jason Miller. And today I have Suzanne Dwyer on with me today. She is one of our awesome strategic partners. She works a lot with startups, um, all the things that are very, very difficult uh, working with startup companies to make them the best success they could possibly be. Welcome to the show, Suzanne. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, hey, tell us a little bit about you and, and tell us what your your main superpower is. Absolutely. Um, so I am a business coach and consultant. I've been doing that. Um, been in this space for over 20 years. Um, prior to doing coaching and consulting full time, um, I was just in fulfillment marketing um, and I made a decision to switch over to just basically telling people what to do because I'm a lot better at just telling people what to do because what female <laughs> isn't, right? Um, so I kind of fell into just, you know, focusing in on like helping people kind of find their um, their spot, their space in the the industry that they wanted to work in. Um, and, um, you know, this is where I'm where I'm at now. And um, with COVID, I actually made a little bit of a transition into that startup space because I typically worked with like high end CEOs, um, realized that my heart was telling me that I needed to really work with the startup and small business community so much more with like micro business owners and things along those lines, because they really needed the help um, and they needed the guidance and they didn't really have too many outlets and being able to get that. Um, so that's where I made my shift over. Um, my superpower is actually being able to see a business for its entirety. So basically I can hear someone tell me about their business and I can tell them right off the bat, whether or not it's going to be a successful one or how to pivot it correctly to make it a successful one. Yeah. 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 I'm really curious as to what you have seen, right. In the last, because the last two years have been really, really tough. Right. So, and that's for pretty much everybody, right. It's right. All of us have had some challenge to say, otherwise you're just a liar. Right. So agreed. Um, uh, obviously, but what is like one of the biggest challenges you've seen with startups that have been trying to start up through this transitional period of, you know, pre-COVID, post-COVID, you know, all the buzzwords, right? <laughs> yep, yep. The, the biggest word that everybody has heard is pivot, right? Yeah, I think we've right. all heard pivot mm. more than re-watching an episode of Friends, right? Like everybody's heard pivot. It's been a whole thing for everybody. It's like you had to make a pivot. You had to make an adjustment. You had to make things change which that was the biggest conflict for so many people. You've done things one way for so long to make that shift and transition over into doing something in a completely different way is insane. Um, so like longer running businesses had more difficulty than startup companies. Um, however, I had seen a lot of startup companies that dealt with the whole, we just sunk our life savings into this location and now we can't use this location. Um, so I've seen you know, the good, the bad and the ugly. But I think the biggest thing that I've seen is the pivot. Every every single person has hit that pivot point of 
well, what do I do now? What do I do now? What do I do now? How do I make this work? Um, and a lot of people that come to me are, I was like, okay, so we're just, we're going to look at the bigger picture of where you can be. And now that's become the new normal. Yeah. See, and I really, I obviously the word, yes, like you said, pivot was like the new buzzword, right? But, Mm -hmm. but my idea behind pivot is maybe a little bit different than most people's because it really wasn't the art of the pivot. It was more the art of the micro pivot, right? So doing these small little actions, right? That, that conserved cash flow that to their 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 nth degree, right? Conserve cash flow, enabled growth, all these things, but in smaller chunks, not so much in these big, huge, we're going to make this million dollar shift, right? And you've had to have experienced a ton of the micro pivot stuff in oh. the space you work in because they don't have the cash flow for all that, right? So what are some like major little micro pivots that, that you, you know, really help little companies get through? Uh, well, the number one first is um, the micro pivot of the mindset, um, because mm. the first thing you have to do is, is change your way of thinking. Um, and the thoughts that not everybody is your customer is a foreign concept. That is like a, you've got to be kidding me. Why isn't everybody my customer? And I'm like, cool. So what do you sell? I sell makeup. So, okay. So do you typically have like, you know, the male gender that, uh, that associates with the male gender? Do they buy your makeup? Well, no. So then how is everybody your customer? That is like a aha moment. Um, and for some people, it's really that transition is super duper hard for them. They just can't see past the, why doesn't everybody love my thing as much as I love my thing? Um, that is so hard for people to get past. And once they get past that piece, everything else that's suggested seems to be like, not a problem. Okay, now you're going to change your marketing. Now we're going to change the platforms that you're marketing on. You're marketing in these places, but your customers are in these places. So we're going to shift this and shift that. When the mindset shifts, everything else falls into place. That's the biggest piece is that shift in the mindset. 100%, that's where we start. Yeah, and... You know, that more than anything uh, had to, we saw all these big companies fold, right? And it's because they couldn't, they couldn't change to the fact that, you know, what I have currently in this market today is not, is not sellable, right? So, so in other words, you take, uh, which one of the car rental ones went out of business? Uh, I can't think of which one. Um, anyway, it doesn't I matter. Think of, I think it might have been even Hertz. Um, there was a couple Hertz. of them that the yeah. small ones Hertz. went yeah. that completely belly up. Yeah. Yeah. The big, I think the big one was Hertz and it, it went yeah. out of business. And, you know, why did it go out of business? Because they didn't shift, period. Right. right. They just kept trying to do the same thing over and over again. And we all know the definition of ins- insanity is continuing to do the, well, right. yeah. Continue, <laughs> continue, continue, like how you slipped that in there. Um, uh, it's continuing to do the same thing over and over again with the same result, right? So, yeah. um, and yeah. that's why a lot of those companies don't make it, right? Is if an acquisition channel doesn't work, stop freaking doing it, right? Right. 
don't do exactly. that anymore. You know, shift and try something else. Maybe, and maybe it's something just crazy and wild to the left, right? Yeah. But the only way you're ever going to know is to do these little tiny pivots and test the market, see what um, see what works and see what doesn't. And you see these right. big wide nets casted. Yep. It, it doesn't work. No, you know? no. But so. I mean, it's crazy though. With some, so some of the small businesses, some of them, like I actually had one company that reached out to me because I, I offered free strategy sessions at the beginning of COVID to, to help people with the, the pivot, you know? Mm-hmm. And one of the companies that have reached out to me, they literally just decided, both husband and wife had just decided to um, take their um, their savings and open up a kid's gym, basically just like a kid's play space. Um, so they rented this location, they had a nice long lease, they spent all kinds of money on equipment, you know, mats for the floors, everything. I mean, just ridiculous um, because they wanted to be able to spend more time with their kids. And so that's why they wanted to open this gym. And I'm like, well, that's great. Um, and then COVID happened. So a week before their grand opening, they were told they can't open. And on top of that, both of them got laid off from their jobs. So their fail-safe was keeping their jobs if the gym didn't work out. Um, And now they lost everything. And when they contacted me, they were in like hair on fire mode. And I can tell you, I'm like, well, we're going to have to make a big change into what you have thought this gym is going to be this whole time. And now they have an online play center that they use to this day. Um, Even though the gyms have reopened, I'm like, no, Mike, if you're still within this space, return the equipment. You probably can't get the money back for the lease, but you can return the equipment and we can do this digitally. And they created a digital platform for a play group for kids. It was just like, because they were so new, they were so scared of like, well, what, I can't put in any more money. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm like, this is going to cost you like this, not like this, but you're going to get your money back. So actually you're going to be getting money back into your savings. And they made money within their first 30 days. So they were profit bearing within their first 30 days, um, which is exactly what they were looking for. But it's like until that decision is made, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard. They really have to like, you know, people have to think that stuff through. It's a, it's a lot of work, though. You have to be open to it. And you're talking about bigger companies. Bigger companies are so set in their damn ways, so set in their ways that even when I was working with with like high end companies and like like high CEOs and, you know, multi-billion dollar corporations, I can tell you. It was always the same thing, systems and strategies. Those were their issues, systems and strategies. You know, it was people always. I always brought in an HR professional to deal with the people issues because HR is adult babysitting and I have zero interest in doing that. Um, but it was always the systems and the strategies because it was so old school the way that they did things that it's repetitive behavior. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't working anymore. We got to fix these two things because your systems and strategies aren't talking to each other whatsoever. We need to create a new strategy. And then we're going to update your systems to be able to accommodate that new strategy. But you're working on a system that's not working with your strategy. So nothing's working and you guys are losing money and it's it, there's too much effort being put in and you're not getting the result that you're looking for. But it's that old school way of thinking, just like, oh, well, we, this is how we've done this forever. <laughs> like, yeah. that's cool. Um, anything about like, you know, personal growth and development? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Are you still the same person you were 10 years ago when you started working here? No? Oh, look at that for a second. <laughs> Imagine that, right? Imagine, well, it, right? It, it, and it really does lend to uh, Sears. This is such a great example, right? Yeah. 
yeah. of look how long they limped on and just refused to change. $12 billion worth of expenses and $6 billion in, in, uh, in income, right? Well, how long is that going to last, right? Well, they limped it along for a long time. But you look at the some of the reasons why, right? Well, they never say the real reason, right? That's there's always the real or there's always the public's view of it and what really happened, right? Yeah. So and, and and you look at how they just didn't come up with the times, right? So and you either great, you're not used to technology. That's fine. Go get somebody that is. Cause I'm not, I'm not that person. I'm not that, that guy that's going to build websites and do all that stuff, but I have somebody that does do it. So if it's not your superpower, quit fooling with it. Right? Exactly. Well, that's why people <laughs> like you and I exist, right? It's like right. your job is to do your thing. Our job is to help you find the right things for your business. Like that's right. what we're supposed to do. But just like mm-hmm. Sears, like perfect example, like they just relaunched. And as they relaunched, the the relaunch that they came out with was completely on its ear from everything that Sears stood for. So now they're like basically the the replacement of the Sears outlet um, is uh, I believe it's called like Freight America or something along those lines. But it's Sears outlets, um, which not many people know. They're just seeing all of these freight outlets just popping up all over the place, like these uh, Freight Americans or whatever they're called, just popping up everywhere. And they're just like, hey, this is a new company. And it's like, yeah, no, it's not. It's just Sears outlet. No one knows, but they're they're hiding the right. fact that they were Sears outlet because they don't want people to come in with the same negative thought processes around their actual company itself. Um, right. But they had to come in under like, you know, under the, the microscope, like not under the microscope, but like, you know, under the, the wire over here because they didn't want people to know. Um, and all that needed to really happen was they needed to make that shift over a while ago. And if they would have, they would have never yeah. had to go through the pain of the turmoil that they had to go through. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, it's interesting because even you look at a mature company that's been around for 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. It seems like, and, and just from my own experience, right? We all have startup problems, <laughs> right? Along the way. Um, yeah. and it's like you never solve some of those problems, yeah. right? And it's, you know, I, I look at w- when when you say solve a problem, right? I don't think we ever truly solve a problem. What we do is, is we just create solutions that um, they, they deal with the issue for that moment. Yep. And then things change. And now it's a, and then it's a problem. Issues. And it's a new right. issue. And it's a new issue. And so it's the latest and greatest tech, or it's the latest and greatest this, or that fails because, you know, this system doesn't talk over here anymore. And then mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. And it's a constant, you know, crap sandwich all the time, right? Um, not all the time, but I mean, technology to me is like, uh, it's like the devil. I hate technology. I wouldn't say that I well, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how I really feel. Um, and, and it's not like that. I don't use technology, but what I do is have the right people that make sure that technology works in the right way. And that's probably the biggest struggle for, I would say 
you know, people that are our generation and above, right? Hell, my dad just learned how to text me the other day. Um, <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to you get an emoji. <laughs> so, so it's just like, you know, every generation has their sticking points, right? So, and I think my, mine and yours generation, we're like right in the middle of all that. So we're still old school slammed with new school, right? <laughs> yes. A million percent. I still like maintain that, pa- that Pac-Man is like one of the best video games ever. And people are just like, Pac-Man. I'm like, shut up until you button match in an arcade. You have no idea what you're, what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's funny. That's hilarious. No, but you're absolutely right though. Like tech is one of those places where it does become really hard. And um, there's even people that are that are younger than than me, younger than you, like younger than even like even my kids' age that aren't good in tech just because just some people are more inclined than others. It's not about like yeah. as much the generations, like we were raised differently. Yes. Like we, we will always and forever remember what dial up internet sounded like. We hear that noise. We have like Vietnam flashbacks, right? Like we know it. <laughs> we will never forget that noise. My kids, I played that noise for them. They had no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you guys will never know what that is. Um, it's crazy though. But like, but I can say, like, I know kids that are like, you know, 15, 16 years old and tech is just not their stuff. Um, I know people that are like in their late 50s and tech is all day their stuff. So we have that like generational gap, of course. But, you know, it's it's just basically just focus on your genius, you know, focus on the things that actually Mm. light you up, you know, and and Mm. if you're more strategic, be more strategic. And that's exactly what you are. You're the strategy guy. You're like you're like the big brain energy. Right. And you just surround yourself with the right people. Yeah. Right. Here's a funny exercise that you, anytime you get the opportunity to do this, it's, it's a great exercise. So take an old phone, the old turntable phones, right? Set that down, put a phone number in front of it and ask somebody that's like 15 to show you how to dial a number. (laughs) I mean, it is literally the most hilarious thing. Like, oh, do you go three plus three equals six? Or <laughs> it's, it's, it's I've seen just them press it kind of thing yeah. that like, you know, it's, the rotary it, isn't a thing. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. it's it's hilarious, but it just yeah. goes to show you how how much things have changed. Because okay. I heck, I remember we had party lines. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember when AOL chat became a brand new thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Dude, we're fucking. Yeah. Old. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're like, we're like, we're we're flashback and way too far. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, I I guess if if you could share like uh, reach into your like truckload of business struggles, right, that mm-hmm. you've had in your own company. What would be the best one you think you could share on this, this show for, for the audience? Oh, honestly, the best one that not only I have struggled with, but I think every single business owner in the history of business owners have struggled with is ego. Mm. There is zero room for ego inside of a business. Zero room. And when you start thinking and acting and reacting with ego, that is when your business will struggle because you will not welcome and adapt to change. Man, that's a truth grenade right there. 
right? <laughs> I know it's a big one. Well, I always look at it as like, you know, we all have core values of our business, but then we have core values of our life. Um, I always say people have a minimum of four core values in your life, right? So for me, mine are peace, calm, love, and support. Those are the things that I thrive on. Those are the things that I bring to the table in every relationship. That's friendship. That's work relationships. That's everything. And those are the things that are my non-negotiables. So if it, if it reduces my peace, if it does not give me calm, if it does not make me feel loved and appreciated, and if it does not offer the support that I'm looking for, I'm not interested. Um, those are the things that I thrive by. So when I look at the business, I have to look at it from that objective standpoint of, do I really want to battle? No, I want calm and peace. So how do I obtain calm and peace? I make sure that I obtain common peace by supporting people that will support, like be surrounding myself with people that will support me and that have the same love for what it is that I do because they do the same thing. So I surround myself with those people. And when I'm being a jackass, they're going to tell me I'm being a jackass. And I'm like, cool, you know what? Needed that, thanks. And it's no longer the ego. It's the, hey, you need to look at this from a different perspective. And I'm 100% in on that. But that I think is the hardest thing for people to get past is that that ego is in everybody. We all have an ego and it doesn't matter how, how you feel about yourself. Everybody has an ego in certain areas in business. There's no room for it. Yeah, I agree. And every once in a while, it's, it's good to have somebody just kick you right in the freaking teeth yep. every once in a while. It's a With good, it's, still toe boots. Yep. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a healthy thing, right? Yeah. Um, I call them crowbar moment, right? It's like, okay, let's go ahead and pop your head out of the backside, right? Um, yep. You know, when you walk, go back outside and come back in and just go ahead and hang that ego up on the way in, right? Yeah. Because um, it's not helpful. <laughs> not at all. It's, nothing can happen. It's like, it's like you're living yeah. in your comfort zone. That Nothing's right. going to happen in your comfort zone. You, you can sit there all day long, but you're never going to grow. So take the ego out of it and you'll find the growth that you're looking for. Yeah. So true. So true. Well, Hey, kind of to close things up. Um, I like to ask this question. Um, if you could pick someone that could have been here today, dead or alive, friend, family, Jesus, Gandhi, whatever, right. Um, that you could have asked a question and we could have sat here and had a conversation with who, who would have that been? Hmm. That I would have to probably say would be my dad. Mm. My dad has passed. Um, I would definitely, he would be the person that I would have wanted here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will tell you this. He would have been very proud of what you've built um, for Thanks. sure. Uh, you've built a small empire um, <laughs> under you, which is a wonderful feeling to get to do that and to really get to change the footprint footprint of the world. Um, and that's where you and I have aligned so beautifully. <laughs> agreed. Completely agreed. Thank you. For sure. Well, hey, how do people get a hold of you, Suzanne, to work with your your genius? Absolutely. So um, be a beacon in your industry.com is a great way to um, to connect with us. Um, and we're here to help the small business and startup communities in finding the sustainability in your business and also show you how to grow that business to an effective place where you can stay in business after the first five years. 
So true sustainable business. Um, and then of course we do make sure to collaborate with, with Sab to make sure that when you outgrow us, we have this wonderful partner to send you to. So that is how you get a hold of us. So just be a beacon in your industry.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, we all know there's what 168 hours in a week, something like that. Yes. Um, I appreciate you spending this one hour with me. Um, that's uh, it's an honor and a privilege to have you here. So thanks for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me. I absolutely adore working with you guys. You're phenomenal. Awesome. <laughs> well, hey. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of War Room Moment. Remember, dream it, believe it. If you're a startup, go achieve it with Suzanne um, because she'll help you win and win big. That's what matters, right? And not just monetary either, right? Wins are more than just money. So mm -hmm. anyway, uh, hope you enjoyed the show. And this is Jason Miller, your podcast host, signing off. Thanks for listening to War Room Moments with your host, Jason Miller. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.